sound so I struggling. I was struggling to try to figure out what we we're going to talk about because uh, God has really spoke to me about some stuff. And, and unfortunately, a lot of it wasn't good. And, and everybody is looking forward to 2020 getting out in 2021. But I got to be honest, it ain't going to be much of a difference. Now, I got some good news, though. <laughs> but but uh, uh, 2020, everybody, uh, people are calling, and, and pe- I've talked to people all over, and they're like, oh, man, I can't, I'm so glad 2020 is over. And, and I'm like, what do you think, Twenty? because the calendar flipped, everything is just going to be different? Is, I hate to burst your bubbles. 2021 is... Remember when the Lions went 0-16 and, and they didn't win a game? And then, and then next year you had to have some optimism because it's like, man, they'll never do that. They won't do that again. They'll win something. And that's kind of how I look at 2021. I didn't think they were going to go to the Super Bowl or even the playoffs, but I, I, I knew they'd win something. So 2021 will be better, but it won't be significantly better it's just not in the cars. And, 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 but one thing I will say is that this will be a heavy year. Where, this will be a year where God will give you increase and he will answer your prayer. Everybody, that's the good news, everybody, that though the world around us is not going to change much. But, but our lives, God will give you increase. I'll explain that. And then he will answer your prayer. I'm going to explain that. So, so when we were up here on New Year's Eve, it was like, it, and I loved it. We had a great time New Year's Eve. And, and, and my thought was, look, guys, 2021 ain't going to, I know it's over the horizon. I know it's, you know, <laughs> I know we went 0-16. It's got to be better, but it's not going to be significantly better. Uh, uh, but that's okay because God will give you increase. And he's going to answer your prayer. Now, that's something that everybody wants. Don't you want God to answer your prayer? Amen. Amen. Here's the issue with prayer, though. This would be a heavy year of prayer. Because, I, man, I mean, I, I pray more in the last six months than I probably have most of my life. You know, I mean, over a period of time. Because there's a lot of, it was a lot going on. There was a lot of people who I needed to, to pray for. And a lot of people were always on my mind. I mean, fam- you guys were always on my mind. Families were all on my mind. Uh, babies being born, that was on my mind. And people are sick, and, and people I know are in the hospital, and, and people are just struggling. And, and, I, and then I got all this radio stuff, and, this, and these people are looking for me. And, and so that stuff is all on my mind. So it's like it was a heavy year of prayer, but it's something I realized is that most of us probably don't pray enough. And then when we do pray, we pray a little off. Most people pray as if God owes them a trouble-free life. So when trouble comes, they go to God and go, what is this? You, you know, you're supposed to look out for me. and you, I don't understand why this is happening to me. That's how most people pray. They, when trouble does come, how do I know? Well, every time something happens, I get calls from people, and they go, I've been praying. I'm like, you're not, you haven't really been praying. You've been consuming that this trouble shouldn't be upon you. And so that's not really prayer. That's more of a complaint. Everybody say amen. And, and then so we, and then some people we pray like God is a boss. He's our boss. And so I'm doing these things so I can get paid. 
I'm, 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 I'm seeking God, and I'm, 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 but what I'm trying to do, I'm really trying to control him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, Lord, I'm doing these religious things, and so therefore, I'm trying, you're, you're my boss. I will say you're my boss, but what do you do on your job? You try to do a good job so your boss can, you can get paid. I know people, we pray, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> we pray like that. We, and, then, and then it's this prayer where you just, it's just that ability to communicate with someone you love and with someone who you know loves you. And so it's a different kind of prayer. And, it's, and, 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 and so that prayer is the prayer of communion. It's the prayer of being together. It's, it's the prayer of I just love you for who you are. And no matter what's going on in my world, it's, it's that. See, those are true friends, the ones no matter what's going on in your world, they're still with you. It, it's, that, it's, that, it's that kind of prayer. It's that, Lord, I just... What would I do without you? Lord, Lord, I just, I know everything in my circumstances aren't perfect, but Lord, it, what matters is just that you're still with me. See, it's a different type of prayer. And I'm saying that's the kind of prayer you're going to need to get through this year. And God will give you increase and he will answer your prayers. Now, how do you know where you're at in your prayer life? Uh, it's simply this. When you have issues or stuff going on in your life or things that you need or things that you want and you begin to pray for them and then say you get them, you stop praying. I have, I've had people who, when long as somebody was in the hospital and, 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 and uh, as long as the person in the hospital, they want to pray and let's, let's pray, let's pray. As soon as the person get out of the hospital, they're done praying. See, those are the first two categories. One, uh, he's our boss, and I'm trying to get our boss to, to pay us. And then two, he, or he's, he owes us this perfect life, and when trouble comes, he's got to fix it. See, see, how do you know when you're functioning like that? Because when you get what you were praying for, you stop praying. But then you got that prayer of adoration. I, I, was, I was talking to... To, I was asking Vicky and Mike, what is adoration? Because, you know, I, I was never taught adoration. That's one thing the Catholics got right. And the Lutherans got right. And the Presbyterians got right. Was adoration. Adoration is just that prayer of love. It's just that prayer of surrender. It just, it, it just, it's just that prayer of, of you know, uh, um, it's hard to explain. It's just that acknowledging his goodness acknowledging his holiness. Everybody say amen. Now, without, the, without prayer, and I'm going to get to the Bible in a second, but this is good. Without prayer, you will never know yourself. You know why? Because in order for you to understand yourself, you have to understand God in comparison. So without adoration prayer, then what happens is you will never know who God is so you can never look at God and then reflect it back to you to figure out who you are. You guys got that? I'm glad you're saying amen. Did you got that? See, without prayer, you won't understand yourself because without prayer, you won't understand God. And without understanding God, you'll never understand yourself. So what am I saying? And when I go, man, he's going to increase you and he's going to answer your prayers. Immediately your mind goes to, oh, great, because I'm going to be praying for this. And I'm going, hold on. He's going to answer your right prayer because let me tell you something. 
God always has a safety latch for bad prayer. And you better be glad he's got it. Because there's some things that I prayed for and I went, man, if I would have got that, I would have been in bad shape. There's been some times when I thought God was denying me something, and then later I went, oh, man, if you would have gave me that, oh, boy. It's that safety catch. God's not going to answer any prayer that's going to disturb his will. Meaning this, now don't get mad at me. Lord, I'm praying for who's president. And then we go, Lord, I'm trusting you for who's the president. And then God says, well, I'm the one who determines the presidency. Don't be mad at me. I'm just saying, I mean, most people wasn't mad four years ago. I, I'm not affiliated with anybody. I just, I'm a truth teller and it gets me in trouble. But it's like, my thing is, if, uh, he won't answer your prayer if it interferes with his bigger plan. He's not going to answer it. Oh, see, that's why we need adoration. See, that's why we need to take these moments of prayer where you're not asking God for a thing other than this, that me and you know each other better and I understand. And Lord, I, and help me get it because you are who you are. So now looking at you, I can now look at myself and now I can figure out who I am because I have a better view of who you are. And, I re- and it keeps me humble and it keeps me in prayer and it keeps me going. It keeps me encouraged. Everybody say amen. That's the kind of prayer you're going to need to get through this year. I'm not talking about, Lord, give me a better job, Lord, give me. But you know what? When you do adoration in prayer, when you understand that God, who God is, who helps you understand who you are, you will get the better job, I promise. You will get the better circumstance. You will get these doors open. Hallelujah, somebody. So you won't know yourself. Without this kind of prayer, you won't be able to change, and you won't be able to change things. You won't be able to change because without prayer, without adoration and prayer, you won't be able to see God and let him see yourself. And so you won't be able to change anything because you won't be praying the right way because you'll be praying out of your own wants and your own needs and out of your own flesh and going, this is what I need and this is how I need it. When God is going, no, it's not what you need. That's not what you should have. See what I'm saying? So you will never be able to change or change things if you pray wrong. Because most of us think we know what we need. And then God goes, you don't need that. Yes, I do. This is my life down here, you know. And then that's how, that's how most Christians pray. So we won't be able to change, we won't be able to change things. We won't be able to come, become better people. Man, I woke up today with an attitude. And it wasn't because of the snow. You ever just wake up with an attitude? And I'm just like, what the? I, am re- I got an attitude. And then I thought, wait a minute. Kenan, why do you have an attitude? Nothing's happened to you. It's just a matter of perspective. And I went, I no longer have an attitude. Know why? I've been in adoration prayer. And in that prayer, you get to see, you get to see who God is and makes a comparison to you. And then in that prayer, you can ask God can literally begin to change your nature. Not who you are, because he made you the way he wanted you, but change your nature, how you, how you conduct, how you handle. And, I'm like, and I went, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. See, because really it's just the way I'm looking at things. Hallelujah, somebody. 
And then, so, but how do you get that? You, how do, you won't be able to change, you won't be able to change. I'm going to teach by in a second, I'm going to get you out of here. You won't be able to accept the will of God. Now, 2020, I'm going to be honest, for me, it didn't bother me. Amen. Other than I couldn't go to the movies. I mean, <laughs> think about it. I, yes, I, I've had people who I love that got sick. I, we had situations that I had to deal with. Uh, uh, thank God Tony just got out of the hospital yesterday. Yesterday, everybody say amen to that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I got these, these, these things around me that was, bo- but if I really look at it, I was like, 2020 wasn't, it was just different. Think about how, I mean, yes, I know we had issues and people got sick and some people lost their lives. I don't want to make light of it, but I'm saying a lot of people lost their lives in 2019 also. Amen. And we don't, we didn't care. <laughs> 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 but 2020, oh man, we keep great count on 2020, right? <laughs> and, 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 and so I think about, man, me personally, I'm like, Lord, my life was okay. I just, it was just different. It was just, I saved a lot of money. <laughs> I realized that being out in the street where everything's normal, you spend money. But being at home, I wasn't spending any money. Lord taught me something that with that, hallelujah. And then, I, 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 it, then it helped us do what? what? It helps our families become closer because we stuck at home. <laughs> right? So, so we look at it. It was just different, but was it really that bad? No, it was really just inconvenience to what? Your flesh. Mm-hmm. Your flesh bothers you because I can't do what I want to do. And I'm going, man, maybe God gave us a laxative. Or like an enema or something. <laughs> because think about it. I think he showed us something. That man, we, our flesh just has to constantly get what it wants. We just constantly want what we want. We just constantly want to do whatever we want. And if we don't, we get upset. Twenty twenty wasn't just just dramatic, you know. If you think about it, I mean, it's quiet. They, they hate me. <laughs> and the last one is like, if you don't learn how to pray, you won't receive the gifts God has for you. Because this is why. Because he can't give you a gift you're not ready for. I got this one. Oh, yeah, I can share it. I got this one lady who calls me at least once a week. And she calls me because she's got this guy that she wants God to make love her. <laughs> and, I, and I'm trying to be patient and, and, and finally I blew up on her and I'm like you know what your raggedy self don't deserve anybody you really don't because w- w- the way you are worshiping this man if God gave you this man then you no longer need God you won't even be praying thank God you won't call me so I might pray that God gives them to you <laughs> Pastor, no, stop it. You, you are such, you're in such uh, uh, guilty of idol. Uh, he's such an idol to you that, that you, and God says he won't add sorrow to your blessings, one, and he'll never give you something that pulls you away from him. Amen. And here's, let me tell you a little secret. He doesn't change anybody's mind. This dude don't like you. <laughs> but you will never receive the person who will love you. Hallelujah, son. As long as you're seeking out this love like that, it won't, it'll never come. 
He's not going to give you something that's going to harm you. He's not going to give you something that's going to take you from him. So it's that, it's that adoration in prayer it helps you understand that because it's like, Lord, I have to be ready to receive these gifts you have for me because I'm praying for the stuff that I need and the stuff that you would give me, but, Lord, I have to be in a place to be able to receive that, and then and I, and life's going to come at me and it's going to attack me from all sides and stuff ain't gonna, in our lives ain't going to go perfect, and when it don't go perfect in your life, it ain't perfect in mine. When, when, now, when, when these things happen, man... You better know who God is because circumstances are going to challenge that if you are not secure. And the only way you get secure is with prayer. But most people's prayers are like this. Lord, you're God. Um, I need this. I need that. You got to fix this. You got to help me with this. You got to get me through that. You gotta, that's what it is. And Kenny, what do you mean? Well, that's all I get. That's all I get. That's all I get. Courtney's my witness. Courtney, how much does my phone ring? Radio. Oh, every all day. Where's Pastor Keenan? Where's Pastor Keenan? And I'm thinking, you suckers ain't even paying me. <laughs> and it's like, man, I need this, and I need this, and I need this, and I need that, and I need this fixed, and I need that done, and I need this. And I'm thinking, man, if you, 2021 is not just because the calendar rolled over, life isn't going to be easier. I'm telling you right now, I hate to burst your bubble, but what I am saying, your 2021 could be a great year. If you pray more than you pray now. Amen. Now let me, that's a long soliloquy. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Chris. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Have faith in God. This is Jesus talking. Have faith in God. This is Jesus, who, who was God, is saying have faith in God. You know what? You have to tell people that, have faith in God. But people don't know what faith is. They really don't. Faith is, you know, they go, I do have faith. No, you don't, because you're going by totally what you see. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, which there's no evidence. So really, you're not, you're not, you don't have faith. Don't, don't. I'm the doctor, you're the patient, you don't have faith, don't be offended. People get offended when you tell them, no, nah, you don't have no faith. Yes, I do, no, you don't. Because you're going totally by what you see. That's not faith. That's too hard, I know. See, that's uncut. That's like, that's like without spritzer. That's like NyQuil. And that's what gets me in trouble. And that's why I... Uh, that's why everybody can't sit under me. Amen. It's too challenging. It's too in your face. It's not fluffy enough. You guys want me to fluff it out? Okay, you had me nervous for a second. <laughs> Chris. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Now, now, now I've looked at theologians, and I've listened to people discuss this, and people go, he's not really talking about a little mountain. He's talking about the, 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 the larger things in your life. That, and, you know, and, and then I've heard other people go, see, that's what happens when you begin to look at this passage. As soon as you hear, I truly, this is Jesus saying, 
If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and don't doubt in their heart, believe what they say will happen, it'll be done. And the first thing you think is, no, it won't. I I remember Chris was telling me about Annabelle wanted to walk on water. (laughs) And Annabelle begins to say, like, you know what, Jesus, and I I went, Annabelle, that's really good. If Jesus did it, Peter did it for a minute. Here's the thing, though. Why? If you speak to this mountain, it'll be thrown in the sea. What, this, see, this is right after. This is right after Jesus spoke to the tree and it died. So Jesus is saying, I, I, and they were going, man, the tree, the fig tree. Jesus killed the fig tree, and Jesus goes, well, I'm telling you, if you speak to mountains, it can be removed. But here's the issue: you can't have doubt, and you have to believe it. But here's the thought, why? Jesus was trying to prove points, hallelujah. Jesus walked on water because he could, and it got recorded because Peter walked on water also, but lets us know we can do extraordinary things. But I'm scared, because if we did extraordinary things nowadays, we will become God. Think about it, if I left here, went to Lapeer Hospital, laid hands on everybody, they got well, and they left. I'm a star. The next day, I'm a superstar. Hallelujah, somebody. I'll be on Good Morning America. They'll be flying me all over the world to trying to get me in hospitals to try to lay hands on me. Or they might not because it's a lot of money in sick people. Mm-hmm. Doctors, the hospitals don't want you. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I mean, think about it. The question is why? Why would we, why would we pray for so while you're talking about literal mountains, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because this is Jesus talking. He said, you speak to mountains. Is it just the mountain in my life? The things that are challenging, the huge things in my life, they'll come down. If I, I know that if I pray without, without uh, uh, doubt, and I believe in my heart it will happen, it'll be done for me. But the question I always have to ask is why, though? Man, if Annabelle would have walked in that water, boy, she'd be on the news. <laughs> And I'm like, Lord, help her a little faith because I love her faith because she's got faith in you like that. She's developing faith. That's really good. That's really good. He'll develop. He'll work on that faith. But if Annabelle would have walked on that water, oh, man. We have to ask ourselves sometimes when we pray for this miraculous, well, why? Is it really benefiting the situation or is it just benefiting me? He says, believe and don't you doubt. See, he throws clauses in there, don't doubt. But then the Bible says, but if you don't pray in my will, it won't happen. It's like he gives it to us and takes it back. And that's not true. I'm going to show you in a minute. Come on, Chris. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe it, that you have received it and it will be yours. Everybody see that? It's an excellent, that's an excellent verse right there. Next verse. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Now, here's a hard piece right here, though. It's like, man, you have to pray with a clear conscience. That's not easy. Because all of you got somebody who bothers you. Mm-hmm. Got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> 
All of you got somebody who just, just makes you sick. All of you got somebody who challenges every ounce of your love. Who, all of you do. Everybody does. So it's like when you stand in prayer, he said, here's another clause, though. Now, when you stand in prayer, before, hey, if, if you believe it, you're going to have it. But when you stand there and when you go to God, you have to search your closet. Man, turn on that closet light. Because you know what you got hanging in there. You got clothes that you know your fat butt ain't going to fit back in, but you keep them <laughs> and hope that you're going to fit. You know you're not, but don't get rid of them. <laughs> in your closet, you got stuff like, they're never going to wear this again. It might come back around, might come back in style. In your closet, what's in your closet? Oh, in your closet, you have bitterness in your heart towards individuals. And you know what? Deservingly so. They deserve your bitterness. You got unforgiveness in your heart, and you know what? They deserve it. They do not deserve for you to forgive them. They deserve it. You got, you got, uh, you got borderline despicable thoughts about certain people who've done you wrong now, because I know you guys better than that. It ain't just for no reason. And, and it's like, man, you got these things hanging in your closet, and it's like, before you say, Lord, could you help me, you have to say, Lord, could you help me let this go? Or you're not going to forgive my sins, but you know what? Because it's tied to the prayer thing, you ain't going to answer my prayer. Amen. See, that goes back to adoration. See, adoration gets you to clear these things out before you go to prayer. Because mm -hmm. it helps you see yourself because you see God and you go, man, God, you're like this and I'm not. And so therefore, Jesus, you're able to forgive that, then I can forgive this. I'm not a forgiving man. I'm not a loving man. I, I'm, I'm, I like vengeance. See, only way you get to know that is if you get to know God. And if you know God, you can see the reflection of yourself and you understand yourself. And now you can pray because you, now you understand yourself because you know God. <laughs> I couldn't say that again to save my life. <laughs> that was pure anointing right there. <laughs> Amen. I go, Lord, I'm teaching Bible in a little town. It's my little clique. <laughs> and God says, yeah, you good with that? No. But you help me. Because I've been in adoration. Adoration helps me accept things. Amen. Hallelujah, someone. Chris, let's go to Mark chapter 11. Really quick. No, Mark we 11. just did that. Oh, you did 11? I'm sorry. I'm my bad. John 15. Sounds good. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, yeah. ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, here's the clause. If you stay with me, if you remain in me, if you abide in me, and I'm remain, because I'm going to remain in you as long as you're with me, and, and ask whatever you wish and it's going to be done for you. Now, here's the key, though. You have to remain in me. You can't get outside yourself. Amen. Amen. And that was my issue with the woman who calls me. So you're not in God. You're in totally in yourself. And so now you're asking for prayer, and he can't, he's not, you can't ask God for what you want if you're not with him. See, right now you believe in him, but this thing has you so far out of him, he's not going to 
He, you wouldn't even make that prayer if you were praying right. So it won't be challenging your faith because now your faith is challenged because you're like, why isn't God doing this? So now it's making you question all about God, all of your faith in God, when actually it is your fault because you're praying outside of yourself. You're not praying in God. You're praying in you. He says, if you remain in me, then my words will remain, and my words remain. See, only... See, uh, people go, I don't need church. Nope, I know God pretty good. Really? 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 Okay. Have people tell me all the time, oh, Pastor, you know, I don't need to go to church. You don't. Okay. All right. That's like a, that's like a bodybuilder who doesn't go to the gym. It's, it's, <laughs> don't make sense. It's like saying, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a medical doctor, I'm, 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 a, I'm a surgeon, but I didn't go to school. <laughs> See, because you have to have your words remain in, in him, in yourself, in order to make these right prayers. Because what these do is they cancel out all of your nonsense. You won't even pray it. Because you'll be like, that's not God's will. The only way you know that is from, Chris, come on. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So how, do you, how, how are you guys going to show? Because, you know, I know what you guys have been doing. You guys have been trying to talk to people about God. You've been, you've been sharing the word of God, and you've been, been, been trying to get people to understand, but they're not doing it. Well, you know what? This year, when your prayers get answered, then it will go to God's glory, and then people will see the fruit because you answered, because people have, oh, your prayers work. And then what will happen? It will show that you are really a disciple and you know what you're talking about. See, when God answers your prayers, it, help you, it helps you to, to, to testify to who he is better. It helps you to be a better evangelist. Because the world walks totally by what they see. That's why Jesus did so many miracles, so the world can see it, so they can believe. Then you become a Christian and you no longer walk by what you see. You walk by what you know. But before then, you got the, the people only adjust to what they see. So here it is. They're looking. If looking at your life looks like theirs, why are they going to serve your God? If, if the same thing happens to both of you and you both respond the same way, why are they going to come to your God? See, that's only adoration that when the both thing, when things happen to both of you, say you got a friend on the job and the information came to both of you, one of you is going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And the other one's going, we're going to be fine. What are you talking about? See, why? Because I pray. Prayer is so, man, when people, we throw it around so much. Oh, yeah, pray. Pray for them. Pray for the families. You know, we throw it around so lightly, and I'm going, man, we need to make prayer a stronger word again. Prayer has gotten too light. Prayer is too fluffy now. Prayer is too, ah, yeah, okay, prayer. You know, we've made, we've lessened prayer. Because you know why? Because preachers and everybody came on going, oh, you can't just pray. Make sure you do something with it. And I agree. Don't be praying for me to get no groceries if you can give me some money to get some groceries. I'm going to say that again. Don't be praying for me to get some groceries if you can go to the grocery stores and get me some. Mm-hmm. See, that you've answered, God has answered my prayer with you. Amen. But when there's things out of our control, hallelujah, something. When they, when they tell you, hey, we got this trouble, our baby's having trouble, 
Then what do we say? Well, we, we need to pray. We need to mobilize and pray. Don't throw that off. Don't fluff that away like it's nothing. We've made prayer nothing. We've made it, we made it another religious practice. And I'm going, you won't survive this year without it. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. You need to be praying on your way to work. You need to be praying on your way home from work. You need to be praying as you go through your job. You need to be praying while you're in the shower. You need to be every spare minute. You, get, you need to pray before you slap your kids. You need to pray before you smack your husband. Every, every moment of your 2021 that's spare, you need to be spending it with the Lord, I'm telling you. Because the world isn't going to change. It's not going to get better. It's not. It's not. I know it's 2021. And, oh, I'm so glad 2020 is gone. And, oh, our memes are going out. Oh, thank God that's gone now. Look at <laughs> What do you think is going to happen? You feel different? I still can't go to the movies. Oh, I can go without popcorn. I ain't going. That's why I go. <laughs> Amen. My life's not changed. <laughs> Man, we, the whole time, oh, okay. Courtney, that we're going to the movies on Christmas. Courtney, no, we're not. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're not going. Hear the word of the Lord. We're not going. <laughs> and Julian's even telling her, Courtney, we're not going. My other daughter, Courtney, we're not going. Yes, we are. Courtney has such faith. <laughs> you need to spend more time with the Lord. He'll show you we ain't going to the movies. So we're going to stream that mug at home. Thank God for streaming. And then, I'm going to show you how great God is. If I would have went to the movies and saw Wonder Woman, I would have passed out. It was so bad. <laughs> so I'm like, you better be glad we sat here and streamed it. <laughs> See, God saved us Amen. from ourselves. We weren't going to no movies. <laughs> Thank God we didn't go. Amen. See, protects us from ourselves, <laughs> man. Sometimes we pray wrong. Anyway. <laughs> My poor dog. According to you, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> James chapter 4, really quick. Let me get you out. James chapter 4, verse whatever that is. One? Come One. on. What causes fights and quarrels among you? What causes fights and quarrels among you? Come on. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Yes! They totally do. That's what's wrong with America. That's what happened to America in 2020. What causes all the fights and the quarrels among you? They just come from desires. Everybody's desire has to be done. Everybody, nobody cares about nobody else. Everybody's own self-desire. And everybody jumped on whatever side uh, agree with your desire. <laughs> Come on. You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so, so you, you quarrel and what fight. You, what you want, but you don't have it, so you kill. Literally kill people? Yes. And also you kill their name. Kill what they believe in. You kill what they stand for. You don't have what you desire, so you kill. Hallelujah, somebody. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight about it. And it says, man, but you don't have, you don't have because you, you don't ask. You didn't ask God. I'm, th I'm thinking they're talking about the world here. No, he's talking about the church. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had someone who who doesn't go here anymore, that went to another church because the Lord said she needed to go there. And so we're texting back, and she's like, help us, the church is really bad. And it's, 
pastor's afraid we might close and people are, COVID has just killed it. And, and I'm thinking, I don't want to see that happen. So I, 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 I'm, I'm going to agree with you in prayer. I'm, I'm going co- to cover your, your place. I really am. And I, I don't want to see that happen. That, see, COVID has hurt a lot of churches. And here's our little bitty church. And we, hey, everybody's not back. But it's like, we're doing okay. Huh? Amen. It wasn't a thousand of us anyway. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I mean, I got a friend of mine, his church hasn't, it can't get back. It's too big. And I'm like, well, that ain't the devil. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants the highest steeples and the most people. And I'm going, man, even I like that. I like the highest steeples with the most people. But so how do you get that out your system? Adoration. Lord, you put all, you piled all this stuff in me. You send my life through hell, and you let me, you had me shut down everything to do this. I mean, my, none of my dreams came true. None, none of my hopes came, came about. None, none of what I wanted to do actually happened. But yet and still, Lord, you keep me, and I have no complaints. I just, you only learn that not by saying, God, you should have gave me this. No, by adoration. God, who are you? So I can see who I am. Because it's amazing that we are sinful yet righteous at the same time. It's amazing that we're not worthy, but yet Jesus made us worthy at the same time. It's amazing how we deserve destruction, but we have mercy at the same time. It's amazing how we don't deserve what he gives us, but we have grace at the same time. Mm-hmm. Only adoration gets you, hallelujah, somebody. Only, only, only praying the right way gets you to see those things. Is this too much? No. no. See, this is college. Amen. Most people get junior high, elementary maybe, you know, high school level possibly. This is, this is university stuff. Amen. And it's like only a few. <laughs> Chris, let me hurry up. I got to go. Six minutes. <laughs> when you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, yeah. that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. See, we, when we ask, the reason why we don't get it is because God's got a safety catch. He's got a clause. He goes, I know you better than you, and since you didn't spend time knowing me so you can know you, you're praying for things and you don't know what you need, and I'm not giving you that. But you go, no, but it says in the word, I should have what I believe for, and I'm believing it. I know, no, no. You're not going to the movies. No, see, God, I'm trusting you for this. And then, no, see, because you, what you're doing is uh, you're asking your motives are not good. And, and, and I realize it's really everything you're praying about is really just for your pleasures, not my will. I can't answer it. I can't answer that. Then I spend a lot of time praying, Lord, don't let their faith be shaken for praying for something that's stupid. And when you don't give it to them, then they're not going to believe anything. And God's going, well, that's their struggle. That's their struggle. (laughs) I'm confused. And God's like, no, you're not. (laughs) Okay, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. I just sit down (laughs) and watch the games. (laughs) 
Yesterday, I just, Johnny was gone, Courtney was gone. I was just, I was just okay, God, I'm just going to watch the game. But I can't watch Mississippi and to Indiana. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and watch the game. Because talking to you gives me a headache. Oh, maybe because I haven't prayed enough. It's never your fault. Never your fault. It's not always my fault. Sometimes it's just life. So I want you to think that it's always never God's fault. It's always your fault. No, sometimes it's not your fault either. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So why don't you get it? Chris, they don't get it because it's, it's just one of, for your pleasures. I can't give you that. I'm a better father than that. Hallelujah, somebody. A little kid playing with a knife could be pleasurable for them and disastrous at the same time. Mm -hmm. You see a little kid, I want this knife. And you see a little child, toddler running through the house with a big Jason knife, <laughs> big Michael Myers knife. And what are you going to do? You're going to grab the knife and you're going to take it from them and go, what are you doing? They go, oh, I want the knife. No, you don't want the knife. Mm -hmm. You fall and you're going to cut your own throat on the knife. <laughs> now here's the secret when you were young you wanted the knife and you wanted to run around the house and now what happens now you've matured and realized this isn't good for me mm -hmm. that's how you pray the only way you know what you need is if you see God and then the reflection comes back on you and then you see the difference and you go oh I know what I need I don't need that mm -hmm. next verse you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? It's God, man, you guys don't realize you're cheating. When you love the Lord, you love the world so much. And when you're so consumed by the world and you want everything the world's got to offer, you are actually in defiance of the relationship you have with God. He says, man, you, you can't be friends with this crazy world. I'm, I'm not friends with the world. The world aggravates me. I don't want to hold hands with it. I don't even want to understand it. Mm -hmm. me, me and the world is not going to get along. And I know I need clothes. I need trucks. I need stuff. I need houses. I need food. See, I, I know we need all that kind of stuff, but you got to realize we're passing through. Mm -hmm. We're just passing through. We're just buying time. We're just trying to do good down here until we go for eternity where we're going to go. It's like, man, we got to realize something we can't. Love all this so much. You know why? It affects your prayer because you begin to pray all that. Mm-hmm. You pray all that stuff. And then you go, no, he said he'll give me the desires of my heart. Look at your desires, though. Amen. It's only for your pleasure. And it's only for your pleasure and you love the world so much. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world you become a natural enemy to God himself. And God goes, man, you just pray like, man, you just won't stop, man. Me and you are against each other now. Isn't that scary? Mm -hmm. You go to God so much about the world, all your prayers, he's sitting there like this while you're praying about the world. You're asking for things in the world, and he's just like, oh, my God. Then finally God runs out of patience. And you know what he does? He like floods the earth. 
<laughs> I'm out of patience. I'm flooding it. I'm done. I'm flooding it. He, he runs out of patience. He goes, uh, Moses, you better get down there. I'm about to kill everybody. I'm telling you right now. He runs out of patience that Jesus has to sit at the right hand and go, you know you love him. Okay. He runs out of patience just like us as fathers run out of patience. Become an actual enemy with God if anyone chooses to be a friend of the world. Man, he's talking to Christians. Next verse. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? Christy says, man, God is so jealous. God, God, one thing I would say about God is that he is very jealous. He doesn't want, any, he doesn't want your love going anywhere else for, to be greater than the love you have for him. He don't care. He don't want your love for your husband, your wife, your kids, nothing. He don't want no love to be greater than the love that you have for him. And the only way you get that love is through prayer. Amen. God is saying, man, you just don't love anybody more than me. It sounds so selfish, but I think, no, it's not, because if I don't love God, I'm not going to love you. See, because knowing God gets to knowing God shows me who I am, and then the reflection of how God loves makes me love the same way. So then I can turn around and go, man, I really do love you. You know why I love you? Because I love him more. Here's the problem. A lot of marriages and marriages, people don't understand that. And they go, no, you're supposed to love me. You're supposed to make me happy. You're supposed to do everything I want you to do. Really? That's not true love. I'm supposed to love him and do everything he wants me to do and just let him control me. Then therefore, you will only benefit because me without God, you wouldn't want to be married to me without God. Amen. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to be your father if God wasn't in my life. So prayer helps you see God and helps you see yourself. Then you'll pray right. And he's going, wait a minute, uh, I'm so jealous. All I want is you. And all you better want is me. And if you want something else, oh, I'm so jealous. And I'm not going to give it to you. So this woman calling, going, oh, I just want him to love me. He's such a great guy. He don't care nothing about you. He says I'm clingy. <laughs> That's an understatement. I think, he, I mean, on, on the octopus level, yeah. He's not crazy. He's not missing God. He's smart. Because you love him more than you love God, and that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Oh, but now you're going to God. You think God's going to give you that when he's jealous? This is way better Bible than we know. I'm almost done. But he gives us more grace. Yeah. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor but to the humble. But he grace because he's going, man, you flirt with the world way too much. You know I'm jealous and you flirt with the world so much, but I'm going to give you some more grace to fix it. Amen. You better fix it. You better turn to me. You better love me more than you love them. You better love me more than you know love. I'm going to give you this grace because I'm God. I got this amazing love. And I desire to love you so much that I'm going to give you chances to fix it. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from See, you. See, because then we got to submit ourselves to God and you have to resist the devil. Now, 
Here's the beauty of resisting the devil. As soon as you resist, he goes away. The minute you continue to talk with it, converse with it, like this morning I woke up with an attitude. If I would have kept just sitting in it, yeah, I'm feeling kind of funny. No, I'm like, no, I'm just not doing this today. He's gone. It's really that simple. It's, it's like, man, I'm really going to do this. I feel like this is what I'm, I'm at. I, I'm, and then you just go, no, I'm just not doing I'm just have to resist you. Remember when Jesus says, you know what? This conversation's over. What did he do? He left. Is it that simple? Yes, just do that split-second resistance. No, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not thinking that way. No, I'm not going to be like, no, that's not coming in my heart. Where do you get that? Whole bunch of prayer. Whole bunch of abiding. Whole bunch of the word inside of you. You only get that through prayer. But we spend time praying for what we want. The majority of our prayer lives is what we want. Or we think we need. I know you guys are saying, hurry up, this is. Promise, I got uh, two more verses. Come on, Chris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. He's saying, listen, change your ways now. Come on, you people, because you're double-minded. Double-minded is unstable in every, all their ways, everything they do. If you are double-minded. You ever seen people try to figure out what we're going to me and, me and Courtney and Julian are double-minded every time we try to eat. What you want? I don't, I don't know. Well, you want this? Nah, that don't sound good. Well, how about this? No. Julian's easy. Just get him some ketchup and something to dip it in. He's easy. But, but, it's, like, but it's like the struggle with double. You ever see somebody go to a menu and they got the same crap they had the last time you went and they're going, uh, let me get a, uh, order something. You came here. <laughs> let me get a, uh, <laughs> let me get a, uh. <laughs> you came to the, you came here with something in mind, but what happens, you ever seen a double-minded person can't decide anything, just, oh, should I go back to school, well, maybe this, man, well, should I take this job or take this job, just, the only way you get rid of double-mindedness is adoration and prayer. Because God will begin to speak to you how? By showing you things. Which would be better? You only know, see, you're going to have to know what's better in 2021. Come near to me, I'll come near to you. Come near to me, I'll come near to you. Come near, see, God's a gentleman. He's not going to come near to you unless you come near to him first. He's a gentleman. He doesn't push himself on anyone. So he's going to come near to you. Oh, you coming to me? Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hallelujah, somebody. You are trying to follow God and the world at the same time, and it, 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 you got to make your thinking pure. You got you can't do both, so you got to change your your, your 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 be sorry and cry a little bit, and then you have to stop laughing so much and stuff. And you might need to start crying a little bit more. This is verse nine. Change your joy into sadness. Why is he telling us to do that? Because we got joy in the wrong things. Amen. The wrong things gives us joy. 
And he says, man, be humble before the Lord, and then he'll make you great. That's my 2021, man. I'm just going to humble myself. I'm just going to not figure things out without prayer. I'm just going to let God be God over my life. Amen. I'm going to sit back and watch the world because the world is going to do the world things. And I'm not going to team up with it. I'm going to spend the majority of my prayer and my, my time in prayer. Every spare minute moment I got. So now we need to turn off radios. And you, got, you got your own personal cathedral in, in that car or in that truck going to work or wherever you're going. You get your own personal time when you close the door in the bathroom and you blowing the bathroom up or you in the shower and the kids ain't banging on the door. Nope, this is my time. You got that own personal time when you cutting the grass or you just, you know. Just zombie in your way through the grocery store. Just, it's like, man, every spare moment this year, I'm, in, I'm encouraging you to pray. Amen. So that at the end, so that so your year can be great. Amen. Because the world is gonna still be the world. Yeah. So just because some ball dropped in New York with nobody there, I guess. I didn't see it. Doesn't mean just because the calendar flipped and you threw the old one away and put the new one up. Just because people sent you stuff with Happy New Year, did you really think this year's going to be different? You better pray. You heard it first. Come on. So I hear, I hear, I hear the enemy go, Kenny, you know, you know, you know, dude, you could be in front of thousands of people. Yeah, I know. That'd be great. I wonder what the offerings are. Man, I won't have to be the guy. I won't have to be the main dude. I could just do what I do and just be, oh, that'd be, that'd, that'd be, that's a good, good situation. And it's like, man, the Lord says, son, adoration is the Lord, I accept whatever you give me. Lord, I trust you wherever I am. Lord, you know what? I have so much love in my heart that, you know what, Lord, my love for these people are, I, you know what? No pastor you will ever have will love you as much as I do. I you know what? I've even questioned people who've had to go and left. You think, some, you think they love you like me? No. I'm cocky about that. No one's going to love, no pastor's going to love you like I do. No pastor's going to mourn with you like I do, going to be sad with you like I am. No pastor's going to do it. No, when, you, when I get that information with something's wrong with you guys, oh, it's so wrong with me too. And the people who are close to me will testify to that. You know how much joy comes in my heart when I, when I see Kyle and Renee walk in with their baby. When they don't, they realize it, but they done, I'm laboring for them. You don't know, nobody's going to love you like me. They don't teach Bible better than me. No, but actually, it's from adoration. It's, Lord, I, I, whatever your will is, just give me the grace to be okay with it. Because you know why? I know you know what's best for me, and you protect me from myself. It might kill me. 
might unplug me. I quit ministry before because I was starting to be a preacher and I didn't want to do it. So I quit and moved to Carolina just to get away from it. Plan on never preaching again because you know what? I'm never going to sell out. I'm never going to become one of them preacher dudes who just so consumed by running their mouths and how much dates they got and how much money they take in. I'm never going to be that guy. And though I'm very flawed, you know what, well, Lord, at least I, I, I promise you I work on them. I'm so flawed and I don't I admit how flawed I am because it helps you admit how flawed you are. Know why? Because we've been in adoration, and I see God, and I go, oh, I don't look like that. So 2021 for us is going to be gravy. I promise you that. It's going to be gravy. Anything else is going to be blowing up, explosions, everybody running the chaos, and we're just going to be, oh, that blew up. Wow. Oh. Many shall, David said thousands will fall here, tens of thousands will fall. It ain't going to come to me. I'm going to watch the world be the world, and I'm going to trust God. And the only way you do that, adoration and prayer, everybody say amen. Come on, let's do communion, come on.